podcast all about the ways that people teach, learn, and work with literature. I'm Jessica McDonald, and on today's first ever episode, or maybe mini-sode, or maybe just a trailer, (laughs) I'm going to tell you a little bit about me, about what you can expect in the podcast, and about my intentions uh, in starting this podcast. I'm not going to lie, it feels a little weird to talk into this mic by myself at home uh, without somebody else on the other end, because I've been doing a lot of interviews uh, ahead of the launch of this podcast, but I have not really done much in the way of solo recording yet. So we'll see how this goes. I was born in Edmonton, Alberta, and raised in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada, which is where I live now. My mom's from Edmonton, my dad's from Mississauga, Ontario, and I have spent my whole life on the Canadian prairies, which means that my own teaching and learning experiences are really grounded in this particular region. And in particular, my teaching and learning perspectives have been deeply shaped by the approximately yes, 14 years that I spent in post-secondary education on the prairies, mostly in Saskatoon at the U of S um, for my undergrad, as well as my PhD, but also in Edmonton, where I completed my master's degree. My degrees are in English, or rather the literature is written in English, and that's what I've been teaching since 2012 in all different roles or positions um, at the University of Saskatchewan and at St. Thomas More College. But I'm actually not teaching this fall for the first time in a really long time, and instead I have a full-time research position, a postdoc at Simon Fraser University. So I've really been missing the social energy and the conversation and the relationships of teaching. And that's where this podcast comes in. So you might have noticed the title of the show is Teaching Books. (laughs) And really, that title is questionably good or bad, but it came about because I've been thinking for a long time, for a couple of years actually, about the possibilities of starting a scholarly podcast or a podcast that would um, touch on some aspects of my teaching and learning life, my professional work. So as I was thinking of what kind of podcast I'd like to develop, I thought um, in the summer of 2020, finally, of this idea of just having a podcast on the things I like to talk about, which is how I teach with books and how my friends and other educators in the loosest sense teach with texts, how we teach, learn, and work with literature. So that's how the title kind of came to be, is that I literally had a document in my phone labeled Teach in Books, and it was a document that... um outlined some very preliminary ideas for this podcast on, I guess, teaching books. Eventually, I thought, oh, I'll I'll probably think of a different name, you know, something not so literal. But no, that that name stuck. It's actually how I talk. I often will say I teach books. I'm a teacher of books. I'm teaching books. And so it's just a title that feels right to me. And yeah, it represents quite literally what the podcast will do. I will chat about the ways that I teach with literature. I will interview folks from a variety of traditional and non-traditional educational contexts to find out what they're doing with literature these days. 
And I guess I should say that from the title, you would think, or this podcast purports to be about books, quote unquote, but actually I'm interested in all sorts of cultural texts that make their way into teaching and learning, not just novels or, you know, books or so-called literary fiction, but also poetry and nonfiction and comics and plays and films and music and oral storytelling, video games, memes, texts of all sorts, texts used in the sort of liberal, loose way that English folk like to use that word. (laughs) So my intentions or my goals for the podcast uh, can sort of be categorized in part by this title. And I kind of wanted to start with intentions because this is something I've been doing or trying to do a lot more in my scholarly work, which is always making clear, at least for myself, if not for others, for the readers, for the listeners, for the public, why I'm doing what I'm doing or what my intentions are as part of a practice of scholarly accountability, I guess. So my intentions for the podcast um, have to do with teaching, the first part of the title, um, in part, because what I'd like for the podcast to do is to really feature the variety of quote-unquote educators out there. I want to give cool folks a platform to talk more about their work and their teaching. Another intention of the podcast is to emphasize and to really foreground the sessionals, the grad students, the precariously employed educators who do a huge um, amount of the teaching in post-secondary education, which is the educational context I work within, teaching in universities and college classrooms. And another one is to show that there are many different ways in which people teach and learn. Teaching and learning is not singular or Um, It's not universalizable. It's not uniform. I was recently reading this collection called Dissonant Methods, um, edited by Ada Yarsma and Kit Dobson. And they talk a lot in that collection over and over, the contributors do, about this crucial reality that teaching and learning are not reducible to universal methods or practices that will work across all classrooms. In fact, teaching and learning methods are dissonant. There is dissonance in the various methods that we use in, say, humanities classrooms. And I hope and expect that that will be something that comes across in the podcast and in the interviews especially. And of course, another reason for this podcast is just that I want to learn for myself more cool ways to teach books. (laughs) I'm always on the lookout to learn more tricks and tips and learn more about the ways that people engage with literature in their classrooms and outside of classrooms, because of course, we're also going to be looking at folks who teach and learn in other contexts. So I just want to develop my thinking about pedagogy through conversation, through dialogue, now, the books part of teaching books is also important to the intentions of this podcast. One of my goals is to show the many complicated ways that literature applies to and is used to learn about really crucial social and political issues. This is something that's come out of, for me, conversations with my folks my folks, yeah, actually, that's true, (laughs) conversations with my parents and my family, my friends who um, are sometimes surprised to find out that I don't just teach about literary texts. Um, I don't just teach about 
sort of stories and narrative devices and that kind of thing. But I'm also teaching history and politics and geography and and I'm teaching literature alongside other disciplines and other areas. So my hope is that this podcast will um, show that literature and the study of literature can be used to learn about those quote unquote real world issues. Because of course, that connection to the real world is something that's foregrounded in a lot of our classrooms. So I mentioned also that I'm not teaching this semester. And obviously, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. We're in the middle of um, all of the isolation and social distancing and changes to our work and the way that we teach and learn that COVID-19 has brought. And so part of starting this podcast has to do with how teaching and learning are social practices. And I'm really just trying to work against my own COVID-19 isolation feels and not being on campus every day and not being around students every day and not being around my colleagues every day. This podcast is kind of just a way that I'm hoping to reach out to folks. And in the interviews I've had already, I think it's really served that purpose, which is just building community and conversation and dialogue despite the circumstances that we're in right now. Chatting with my friends, building relationships with other rad folks, other educators, other podcasters, building solidarity networks around or in spite of or because of the challenges and the possibilities of teaching Um, with both listeners of the podcast, hey, (laughs) and also with the interviewees who come on. And actually, I'm drawing here on the work of other scholars, other podcasters, other public thinkers before me who have talked about podcasting and its community building capacities. So in the show notes, I'll post links to talks and pieces by Hannah McGregor, who is a podcaster and a professor at Simon Fraser University, and Mathieu Aubin, uh, who is a postdoc at Concordia and a researcher in oral literary history. So there are others who have already spoken about the kind of community building nature of podcasting. But for me, in the midst of the pandemic and in the midst of this semester of not teaching after so long teaching, um, that capacity for podcasting is really highlighted for me and I hope will be part of what this podcast does as it moves along. Okay, and so I wasn't sure if I'd say this out loud. After all, I'm only revealing some of the intentions. I think some intentions for work are inevitably often personal or individual. But let it be said, I truly do have written down here in my notes, my original goals for this podcast, have fun and make jokes, lol, (laughs) more laughing in 2020. I think it's a valiant goal to actually laugh and have fun in this, in this um, hellscape. Beyond that, and more importantly, this podcast is part of how I'm figuring out my own place and my own role in and against the settler colonial institution that I've basically grown up in, you know, the institution of the university, especially as a cis white woman who, while I am, you know, temporarily precariously employed and that um, that has material effects on the power I have, I do hold an undeniable degree of power at the so-called front of the classroom. And so figuring out what to do with that and inside an institution that has done such harm is part of what I'll be figuring out here. 
The project is also part of me working on listening as a scholarly practice, working on interview and dialogue skills for similar reasons as a kind of scholarly practice, um, working on verbal and oral articulation. Uh, that polished academic kind of traditional way of speaking does not come naturally to me, and I'm not sure that it should either, but certainly a, a kind of development in oral articulation in expressing ideas verbally is really appealing to me, especially as an emerging scholar who has been, um, for most of my academic life, incredibly shy and sometimes, or at least in the past, hesitant to verbalize things that I could or would sooner write down. To some folks, I've been calling this podcast an exercise in academic bravery, because for me, it certainly is. It's so out of the box of what I would have imagined myself doing, you know, five years ago. But it's also because I've been thinking about what academic bravery looks like, or what does it mean to be brave in the context of academia, and what does that mean for me? And so this podcast sort of represents a tiny step in the direction of practicing academic bravery. And those are really the goals or the intentions that I have for this podcast as it moves forward. And we'll see how things shake down and how things change and how the intentions develop as we go on. But I'm really excited for it and I hope that you'll listen along. This episode was recorded on Treaty 6 territory and the homeland of the Métis. My teaching and learning on these lands have been deeply shaped by the work of Indigenous writers, scholars, and activists, and today I want to pay recognition to the work of sky dancer Louise Bernice Half, an award-winning Cree writer, community leader, and elder at the University of Saskatchewan who is based in and around Saskatoon, though she was actually born in Alberta. I've been reading and uh, laughing with and learning from Half's books and her talks and her readings since undergrad. Her poetry is hilarious and moving and unflinching and complicated. I teach her poems often, and I'm sure that they'll feature in a future podcast episode, but for now, I want to put a link to her work in the show notes. So please check her out if you're not already familiar, and I'd love to hear um, about if you teach with her poems. The podcast music is by Diella Swain, whose work you can find at soundcloud.com slash Diella S. That's D-Y-A-L-L-A-S. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Teachin' Books Pod, no G in that teachin'. Um, and to chat about the podcast, use hashtag Teachin' Books Pod. I do not think that hashtag has been used yet, but I should probably use it soon to get the conversation started. You can also get in touch with me via email at teachinbookspod at gmail.com. All right, y'all, what should my sign-off be? I have no idea. I have been racking my brain for a long time. I've been asking friends. I sent some of my fellow academic friends a sort of gif that expressed the way that I feel about teaching, which is burning a room down, <laughs> lighting a whole classroom on fire, and... I had some really great suggestions, but I'm still thinking about it. I'm not sure what my sign-off should be. 
If you have an idea for one, please do send it to me at teachinbookspod at gmail.com or just get in touch with me wherever you can. I would love to know what my sign-off should be. (laughs) But for now, I will sign off by saying thanks for listening.